Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, to drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, to drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, Hello, and welcome to the Two Drunk Accountants. My name is Dan. My name's Tim. And uh, we are glad to be here with you today. Mm. Uh, so, today's episode is... You don't sound glad at no, all, Dan. I'm very glad. A bit more pep in your step, please. All right. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the Two Drunk Accountants. I am glad. Yeah. Uh, so, today's episode is a special one. Uh, we're doing an episode all about... You performers and artists and a little bit of sports people. Would you count us as an artist? If we made a lot of <laughs> money, I'll go through the definition um, a bit later. But yeah, today's episode's all for you people. Uh, yeah. Specifically, the different tax treatments that you get. Yeah, actually, this point was raised with me during the week, Dan. Yes. And I was really interested to see um, the way that they should be paid uh, is quite different. And then in terms of tax, like you've already said, mm. there's many different um, things to look at there. Mm. And then there's something else we'll talk about as well in terms of um, specialist accountants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because for a niche area like this, artists, sports people, mm. you often get those, in inverted commas, specialist yeah. accountants. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll dive into that because that, that does gripe both of our gears a little bit. <laughs> uh, you, you can't see on... Through the podcast, but Tim was doing air quotes as <laughs> yeah. he was saying specialist. No, well, it is such a thing, but sometimes, you know, is it? Maybe it's not mm. such a specialist area. So, today's episode, <laughs> yeah. today's episode will be uh, a little bit on the uh, compliance and tax side. So, you know, if you're listening overseas, uh, might not be as relevant, but still very interesting. Well, actually, there's, there are some interesting... I don't know if you researched that part of it, Dan, but there's mm. some interesting rules for visiting artists no, as well. I, I should look that up before we get to it. All right, you should. I, I didn't look that up. Okay. But yeah, that, that, that is fascinating. Um, on the topic of uh, if you're listening overseas, uh, Tim, I believe we've had our first ever listen from China. Oh, what? Yeah, that's right. Last week, we had one listener from China. It could be like a spy. Maybe. Maybe. We're a threat. They're going to like hack our pod bean and release <laughs> release, <laughs> release episodes that are like, I don't know, um, propaganda or something like that. <laughs> or maybe like just put in our intro song some very brief yeah. um, things like, like that Simpsons episode about join the Navy. Yeah. Eve on it. <laughs> it'll just it'll flash up at the end. Like, what happened there? Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> God, I feel like joining the Navy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, one listener from China. Uh, we also have, in the new uh, system that we're using, we can actually break down in two countries, the US and Canada. Uh, we can break down where people are listening to us by state. And Ooh. we have a disproportionate amount of listeners from the US who are from Texas. What? Mm. Texas. A lot of Texans. So, if you're from Texas and you're listening to this podcast, howdy. Howdy. Howdy, y'all. Howdy, y'all. Everything's bigger down south in Texas. Yeah. That's what they say. You know it is. Big big state. Big state. Uh, so, if, if you're there, why don't you shoot us a tweet? Yeah. Say g'day. Tell us. Or if howdy. You, if you believe in Texas being a country of its own. 
<laughs> Do people and annexing that? for America? Yeah, heaps of Texans. They're all about annexing. Yeah, yeah. They want to be their own country. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Seriously. Crazy place. No, I don't. I don't think they actually want that as a majority, but but there are. People. It's talked about. There are people. Yeah, it's sort of like us becoming. Um, you know, what are we right now? We're we're under the we're a the Commonwealth. Commonwealth. Yeah. And it's like us leaving the empire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As the US did. Yeah, and exactly. Th- th- I think their state system's a little bit different to ours. Their states op- can operate a lot more kind of independently than Definitely. ours do. Um, well, they have like state taxes on top of their federal taxes. Yeah, we, we do as well, but not income. Not income, yeah. yeah. I think I went through this really in a previous episode maybe, but it's interesting um, about how the states in Australia actually do have the power to tax your income, well, but they've given over that right to the federal yeah, government in exchange GST. for other stuff, yeah. Stuff like so, that. at any point, they could take it back. Pretty Weird. cool. Anyway, uh, Tim. What, what is, is the, the Tim, Tim and Danlo? That was a good one. I think we're getting better at that. Although, I think we week. say that every week. <laughs> <laughs> every week we do it, we go, that was good. One time, we're going to change it up, all right? Yeah. We're going to actually mix that up. We're not going to go high and low. Both just middle grand? Now we're going to rap or something. <laughs> Say it yo, 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 what is the Tim and Dan low? Yeah. <laughs> we're going to do a haiku or something. <laughs> That'd be good. That'd be fun. All right. Look out for that, everybody. Could we do it in accents? Like Christopher Walken, maybe? Yeah. That could be not. I don't want to attempt it right now, <laughs> yeah. but we I could was try considering it. it. <laughs> not, not happening. All right, Tim, how was your week? Yeah, it was good. Um... It's been busy just settling back into work life. Mm. We have the lodgement deadline coming up on the 15th of May. So, a lot of clients still getting their tax work done. Yes. Which just indicates it's been a busy year, really. Um, but this year is just flying. I have no idea where it's going. It is flying. It is going very quickly. Before I know it, it'll be end of financial year. We'll be into a whole new year again and starting this journey from scratch again. That's it. One thing that um, I actually found interesting this week, I mean, I could use it as an other thing, but mm. I've probably got other stuff to use as other things. Okay, so go for it. This was raised to my attention this week. Um, I'm not sure if you saw it, Dan. It was uh, Facebook has like avatars of everyone and their online persona. Has, has what? Advertised. So, I haven't... Facebook has avatars. Oh, avatars. avatars. No, I haven't seen that. So, it's an article on Facebook uh, mm. published by Hack on Triple J. Mm. And um, so, you know how people always talk about, oh, my phone's spying on me. Like, it's listening to mm. what I'm saying. Yeah. No, it's actually Facebook have algorithms. Mm. And based off your behaviors mm. and what you look at and even if you pause or click on something, mm. it adds that all into an algorithm and... Mm. And basically predicts what you're going to do next. Yeah, right. So, for example, I just get a dog. Mm. And so, I've obviously been searching some dog, dog training tips yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So, all of a sudden, I, I got some dog um, food ads and mm. dog treats and yeah. stuff like that pop up in my feed. It's not because I'm talking about it. It's just because that's the way I behave. That's the way you've been ha- behaving. Yeah. Yeah. And so, it actually goes beyond... Even if I hadn't clicked, somehow they can create a predictive model mm. of what you're going to be. It's, it's artificial intelligence of you. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's hectic. That is crazy. I, I kind of assumed that was the case. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, you do hear people all the time going, oh, my phone's listening to me. I was just, yeah. I was talking about diapers and then suddenly yeah. there's ads for diapers. Yeah. But it's like, no, you've you probably did. watched a few yeah. baby videos. You've probably read yep. baby articles. You haven't exactly typed in diapers, but yep. it's led to that. Yeah, so um, let's see. Yeah, so they've got a scientific approach involving talking about you know, cuckoo clocks or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, data forensics is essentially what they're doing. Uh, what have we got? <laughs> Inside of a Google server or a Facebook server is a little voodoo doll avatar-like version of you. <laughs> That's crazy. How hectic is that? It's I, like Black Mirror. I reckon, I reckon mine's wrong. Because I don't really use Facebook that often. Yeah, but it doesn't matter what you do on Facebook. And, and it throws videos and things at me that yeah. that have nothing to do with any of like, it. Yeah. There's a disproportionate amount of fishing videos that turn up on my Facebook. Yeah. And I don't fish. I've That's never weird. fished. I don't really watch fish videos, but it's probably because they keep popping up on my thing. Whoa. The things I like fishing. One day... You will, Dan. And your, your little voodoo doll avatar, <laughs> you, knows that. Wrong. I think you're definitely going to go fishing. You're the t- type of guy that's going to have the gone fishing uh, bumper sticker <laughs> <laughs> on his back window. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Absolutely. No. Definitely not. So, um, yeah, my team of Dan, though, is thinking about deleting my social media apps this week. Yeah. And getting a flip phone. I, I've often thought about deleting i have actually deleted my facebook in the past yeah i've done it several times makes it harder for you to get in you can still obviously log in online it's just harder to um communicate with friends via Mm. the messenger specifically or events well because you can still have that messenger app now yeah so So when i did it back in the day it wasn't a messenger app. yeah Yeah. but now i could i might delete facebook yeah i've done it and it works i like it i don't really check it that much now Hmm. Um, and I've got notifications turned off, so I don't know hmm. when anything happens on Facebook. I actually have to click on it to find yeah. out. Um, but, but interesting. You tell me, people, listeners out there, should we delete the Two Drunk Accountants podcast? <laughs> 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 we'll be the first podcast without any social media. <laughs> and, and that's also the issue is that we have Two Drunk Accountants, and yeah. we've also got our businesses, There's just things that, Facebook page. that make you need to be on there. Be on there, yeah. And then you just get distracted. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's, that's a good one uh, my week did I talk about my plants last week mm, no yeah well I, I'm, I'm making a veggie garden um, yep. something that I've done a that's couple cool. times in the past um, to various degrees of success uh, when I lived at the caddy shack there wasn't much room <coughs> or motivation for me to have a veggie garden so it never really worked out but at my at my new place uh, we've got a whole bunch of little garden rows set up with all these pots and I'll tell you what my bean vines, they are going gangbusters. Really? Yeah. And I've had, I planted seeds. I didn't even plant plants. I planted seeds. Mm. Um, and within two weeks, they're at least, I'd probably say, I don't know, 10 to 15 centimeters tall. Wow. From a seed. That's hectic. Actually, it's like from a bean. Wow. Yeah. Jack. I'm going to call, start calling you Jack. That's what I thought. If I don't start, ended up with some giants crawling down this thing <laughs> soon, then I've done something wrong. How's your mint going? Mint's going well, so that was a cutoff yeah. from um, my mum's garden. Yeah. And it died, as all cutoffs usually do. They look very sad for yeah, a while. Everything dies. Yeah, and then it came. It started to come back. Hmm. It's um, some new green greenery on it. Nice. Looking quite pretty, nice. Pretty hardy. Yeah, mint. so there's that. And 
Uh, my tomato plants are starting to grow real tall as well. Cool, cool. Uh, my chamomile is growing real strong. Cool, cool. Uh, spinach leaves are growing up. Um, I've just planted some cucumber. So that's only been a couple of days. We'll see how that goes. Cool. But before I know it, I'll be uh, farm to table every night, Tim. <laughs> Backyard to table. That's what I'm going for. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty jealous. I should look into doing something like that myself. Yeah, I love it. Actually, I'm really. I'm going. I'm every morning before work. I go out and I water mm. them all. And that's the important thing. Mm. The hard things if you go away. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, that is true. They die. My other concern is where we live. There's a lot of possums. Mm. And I think once I start getting yeah. actual veggies and fruit growing yeah, on these yeah. things, that the possums are just going to come destroy it. It's the same as like we've got strawberries at home, and that like I'm always surprised to see strawberries on there. Mm. And then I, I just leave them because it's one or two. I mean, I'll mm. just feed the birds. Yeah. Um, but I've had some, I've got roses growing at the moment. Roses? Like a rose bush, yeah. Nice. Beautiful pink roses. Nice. About six of them. How good is that? Which is very cool. That is cool. Um, but I do have failures as well. My favorite tree fern, dead. Oh, no. I oh, know. Disappointing. It's like taller than me. Can you that? How old how that did must it die? be? I don't know. It's probably something I did wrong. I'd say so. It's very disappointing. So. I'm very upset. Because obviously the previous tenants uh, grew that. Yeah, the previous owner planted that. Mm. Yeah, he'd be very upset. I've killed both the ferns. <laughs> now both my favorite plants. <laughs> maybe you watered them too much. I don't know, maybe too little. Too little. I don't know. It's, How much do you water these things? I don't know. It's upsetting. It is upsetting. I've got this big book that tells you all the different veggies and stuff and when you're meant to plant them. And cool. It's pretty cool. Anyway, so that's my Tim and Danlo this week. Tim, do you have a business update? Yes. I, I have one to start yeah, off. If, if and you want to go straight into yours. Mine is upsetting. Oh. Um, I'm very cranky about it. I was very cranky yesterday when I was going through this. Okay. So, most of the time, um, you know, you have zero. And then there's the app marketplace, right? Mm -hmm. And that can be for various things. That can be for a pause system. It can be for your inventory. Yep, yep, that yep, can yep. be shop front, whatever you want. Exactly, yeah. Um, one of these and very well-known apps is called Shopify. Yep, yep, right? absolutely. Yep. And usually with all these third-party apps, they integrate with zero. You can oh, send across all your details. I know, I know what you're going to say here. Right? You can send across the sales, send across the inventory, whatever you want. Mm -hmm. uh, Shopify charges you for each, each integration you hmm. what is it a dollar 80 per no so this is new so it's free if you have only 30 orders a month oh, which okay. is nothing no there's going to be very little that's one sale a day it's going to be very right? few clients with inventory that uh, have less than 30 and uh, this is probably us prices too by the way 20 dollars a month um if you have up to 200 orders hmm. and uh, export Shopify orders to, to zero and import products and things from zero mm. at $40 a month for 500 orders and $60 a month for unlimited. Mm. And so most people, if you've got an online store, you're probably hoping to be in that, um, you know, a, a above 500. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's an extra $60 US. just to integrate the apps. <sighs> so that's not having Shopify and having zero that's connecting them. And if that is us, that's more than the apps themselves. That's fucking shit. More than the apps themselves. That's shit. Even if that's Australian, the connection is more than your zero file in most circumstances. <laughs> that's shit. How shit is that? Workaround, don't connect them. Yeah, exactly. So that's but been that, my workaround. That's pretty crap. So the, the, the issue with that is obviously all your sales are coming in, but you're going to have to add back 
extra sales to make sure you're looking at your uh, merchant fees and your mm. um, and the discounts or delivery or whatever it is that you're mm. selling. Yeah. Um, that could just be a monthly journal or something, I guess. Yeah. But still, so shit. So I'm calling out Zero and I'm calling out Shopify. I don't yeah. think it's really Zero's fault. It's probably more Shopify's fault because they've actually got a third party that integrates this. Well, we are speaking to Elliot Spirit. Yes. From Zero, and he's part of the app ecosystem. He is. He's, that's that's he's in the team. Yeah, he, he's running that show. So, exactly. uh, so we should run this past him. Yeah, well, I'm I'm cranky about it. It's that and Square. They're both giving me the shits. Square. At the yeah. See, <sighs> Zero and inventory. Mm. It tracks it. Mm. It can track it. Mm. You know what it doesn't do? Track by location. Yeah. But like they have tracking categories mm. for profit and loss. Couldn't be that much harder to just add an extra layer to your inventory system to then say, well, this is in this location. Yeah. And once you start doing that, like it's almost for a simple business that maybe not an online business, Shopify, the beauty of Shopify is, is you can link it to your online store. Yeah. So that's more e-commerce. Exactly. But if you're selling things, yeah. Zero can do that. Mm. It's just like if you have multiple locations. Doesn't do it well. Yeah. Um, and and with Square, um, that integration makes you want to invoice from Square rather than from Zero. Hmm. But all I really want to use that for is card payments, payments because yeah. it comes with an awesome card reader. And that's what Square <laughs> Square'd be happy with that. That's how they get paid. Yeah. Um. Who knows? I think I think I heard from somewhere that Square wants to be your all-in-one solution. What? So that's why they don't allow that integration that way. Um, but who knows anyway well, let's run past these past Elliot at a later yeah. point apart from telling him how great things are yeah. we'll oh, yeah. grill him on a couple of them um, yeah definitely but yeah that's my business update this week is to say how disappointed cool. I am in Shopify for having a third party provider do the integration and then them charging us for it <laughs> almost more than the software especially itself. when they didn't used to yeah especially and when it used to be free not really publicly no you have shown. to go into it yeah it It'd says be seamless integration between Shopify yeah. and Zero and free. I think it even says free. Yeah, because it probably starts at free. Starts free. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Bull. Zero shit. should actually get onto that because that's going to cause a lot of. It's mm. going to cause a lot of unhappiness. It's caused me unhappiness, Tim. Mm. All right, here's mine. ATO is starting a new cryptocurrency data matching program. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> this is from uh, the CPA tax news. Mm-hmm. We are CPAs. We are CPAs. And so, we get their tax news. We do. And so, um, yeah, essentially, the ATO is collecting bulk records. Bulk records, Dan. Mm. From Australian cryptocurrency designated service providers, DSPs, as part of a data matching program to ensure people trading in crypto tax, cryptocurrency are paying the right amount of tax. There has been significant growth in participation of crypto assets in recent years. It is estimated that there are between 500,000 to 1 million Australians that have invested in crypto assets, which is interesting. 1 million. Well, it went really big there for a while. It got super popular. Do you know what I'm definitely expecting? Uh, we get occasionally a letter from the ATO that says, <laughs> hey, uh, we've identified <laughs> some of your clients who yeah. may have you know, overclaimed on this or may have not done this correctly. Yeah, exactly. Um, and here's a list of them. I'm expecting that to come in to say, hey, we've gotten information from... Mm. Uh, this linked thing to say cryptocurrency matching and uh, these 30 clients um, yep. might want to review that. Exactly. Oh, it's definitely going to happen. Mm. 
It'd be really interesting to see who is in cryptocurrency. Yeah. Because <laughs> we haven't dealt with that many yet. Nah, there'll be heaps. And, and I'm most really of them, surprised. Most of them would have just done it without telling anyone. Well, so like the ATO is not going to care if they lost money. Nah, definitely not. They're going to say, hey, you could, you could climb some capital losses here. Yeah, Carry exactly. those forward for future, apply against nah, future gains. They're not going to care. No. Um, so, yeah, um, the commissioner said that he's actually going to uh, get information dating back to the 2014-15 financial year. Through to uh, 2019-20, so for the next 12 months. Um, And they're going to ensure the taxpayers are correctly meeting their obligations, um, and they include registration, lodgement, reporting, and payment responsibilities. So, uh, there you go. So, if you are listening to this and you've been trading in cryptos... You made a lot of money. uh, Winter is coming. Yeah. (laughs) Well, imagine at its peak... There were probably some people who made hundreds oh, of definitely, thousands definitely. from crypto that may not have, they might have just thought, ah. I actually know a couple. Know. Yeah, but they might have not have realized their gains. No, they didn't. Um, some yeah. of them. Some of them. Some of the gain, but not yeah. the whole gain. Yeah. yeah. So, and it, to them, in their mind, they might have bought 10 grand's worth, sold 10 grand's worth, yeah. but that was only 10% of their holdings. Exactly. So, actually, they made a nine grand gain. Exactly. Yeah. And they might not have even thought of that. No. So... Will be interesting. Will be interesting. It's a good one, Tim. Good one. Thank you. Uh, do you have a tight ass tip? I do. I've got a really good one. Ah, yeah. This week. This applies to you, Dan, but in a uh, good way. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> the old classic stitch ups coming back. <laughs> it's been too long since um, Tim since I targeted you. Since I looked at your life and figured out ways mm. to be about a tight ass. Yeah. But you've done it the right way here, Dan. How about that? Yeah. So my tip. My Tadas tip of the week mm-hmm. is buy when demand is low. Right. Mm. <laughs> and this is uh, really what made me think of it was the housing market. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, it's a great time to buy right now. I've done that right. Yeah, exactly. Maybe not. Like, it was, it's timed out nicely for you. It has. I didn't yeah. do it on purpose. Yeah, like, let's say you had a million way. bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would have bought a <laughs> two house years ago. <laughs> two years ago. But. <laughs> None of us have that sort of money. No. Um, yeah, so... I was actually thinking, though, a perfect, perfect analogy here. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been walking around on a, on a beautiful sunny day and you're like, I don't need an umbrella today? <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then this, like we did in Sydney. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, yes, I've been in this situation yeah. with you. <laughs> yeah, we were wearing shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. Um, and, you, you know, it just starts pouring with rain and it doesn't let up for the rest of the day. Yeah. Well, obviously, you want to buy an umbrella. Mm-hmm. The moment it starts raining... Shop selling umbrellas, <laughs> they'll double the, the price. price hike. Yeah. yeah. And that's because demand goes through the roof. Exactly. So, in anything that you're buying, you want to think about it this way. Am I buying at the peak of demand mm. for this product? So, for example, when products are new, like yep. say when Apple releases a new phone, a new phone, that's why they can charge more for it at that point yep. because everyone wants one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think it's a really good way as a tight ass person. You can actually like... Find some gaps in the market and save some money. I like that, Tim. Fashion, fashion is a good example of this. Fashion is a good example. Fashion is definitely a good example. Last season's stock might not have changed that much. Who's really going to say that that color is so out? Tim, have you noticed that I've been wearing last season's stock for three years? <laughs> three? Three years, seasons ago. <laughs> <laughs> three decades, more like it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love your sweaters. Thank you. 
Uh, no, but I, I think that is a good Tardust tip. Uh, it's hard to predict when you might need something in the future. Not everyone yeah. looks ahead, so you might not go, yeah. oh, it's going to rain, I should buy an umbrella. Um, yeah. We don't, have a, we don't have a crystal ball. Yeah. Like, I couldn't have known at the time that I bought my house that it was nearing the peak, nearing the peak. of the housing market. No, definitely And not. that in three months' time, they would remove stamp duty for uh, new homeowners. <laughs> I couldn't have predicted that. No. no. No, you couldn't have. No, it's still up it's to definitely, It's definitely... <laughs> It's definitely hurt my my uh, wealth position. But, uh, <laughs> I, if you're listening, I, New South Wales state government. I, I'm not a big. Please candidate. don't touch a thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, I'd like to add to that tip, Tim, um, because right. you, your example there of the umbrellas mm-hmm. um, also gives me another good Tardus tip, and this is going to be Dan's Tardus tip for the week. Oh, yeah, Dan's dollar savers. Oh, I like it. Yeah, Dan's no, dollar savers. Dan's dollar savers. Uh, always be prepared. Dan's dollar ding dongs. Yeah, exactly. Always be prepared. Okay. All right. You want, you want to know why, Tim? <laughs> so, you don't have to waste money on exactly. umbrellas. <laughs> if I have a little travel umbrella in my backpack at all times, yeah. we wouldn't be buying a $15 flimsy umbrella at a, at a little convenience store, True. would we? No. Uh, if you pack a little lunch, yeah. suddenly you're saving yourself 10 bucks at a cafe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you make your lunch the night before and you run out of time the, you know, the next morning... Saving dollars again. Wow. So, if you just think ahead That's true. and prepare for situations, it yeah. goes for food, it goes for yeah. outings, yeah. it goes for whatever. Um, travel, especially. I like it. I like it. Uh, always be prepared. I like it. And you will always save money. Oh, that's a good one, Dan. Is this why you always um, wear a small pair of denim cutoffs? Yes. <laughs> Correct. Because I am a never nude. You're a never nude? <laughs> you shower in them? Yeah. You're always prepared. Yeah, I'm always prepared. Oh, so that's uh, Dan's great. dollar savers this week. Yeah, I like it. Thank um, you. Thanks for stealing one of my future tight ass tips. You're welcome. Yeah. There's not an infinite amount of them, Dan. So, no. well, you're an infinite amount of a tight ass. I'm sure you can come up with more. I'm definitely going to come up with more. Yeah. Disrupt. Okay, uh, let's move on to our main topic this week. Artists. Artists. Performing so, artists. So. Uh, Generally, uh, you people are creatives. <laughs> you are creative people. You mean people listening to this? Yes. Uh, no, just creatives in general. Yeah. So, in order to tax you efficiently, uh, the ATO has had to get creative Yep. with their tax solutions. Do you like that one, Tim? Yeah, I do. Creatives. Creative tax solutions. Ah, yeah. I like it. You're welcome. Nice. Uh, so, yeah. So... There's a few different things that we're going to discuss here. I think the first one we're going to discuss is something that not a lot of people know. Um, I didn't even know this to begin with. Uh, is that if you are a performer, say, at the pub on the weekend, and you get paid, I guarantee you that a lot of people are not claiming that as income, Tim. Yeah, it it seemed like a lot of work to do for something that you'd more think, well, that's probably a hobby. I don't make a lot of money from this. Yeah, it's just a bit of fun. Yeah. I go down and they give me a couple of beers and hundred bucks, a couple hundred bucks, and I, I play for an hour or two. Uh, I, I would say that ninety nine percent of those people don't claim that um, unless they're a professional touring. Like when I worked in a bar, there was a few bands that came around that were like uh, a Beatles. Um, yes, that they were like a, a Beatles tribute band and. They were legit. Like, they were going yeah. from pub to pub, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, yep. for the whole year. They mm. had backup people. They had, yeah. yeah. 
they're, was, they're, they're a business. It was their, yeah, it was their That's main their job. Yeah. Um, source yeah. of income. But I'm more referring to, you know, probably uh, you or me going down to the pub and playing a few tunes yeah. for them and getting paid a couple hundred bucks. These people are not claiming them. No. Um, and if it is just a hobby, that's fine. But if you're doing this regularly and you're earning a lot of money, mm-hmm. then suddenly that's a lot of cash you're getting without paying any tax on it. Absolutely. So, Tim, the ATO would not like that. No, they're not happy about what that. What have they done? Yeah. So, um, this was actually raised this week um, when um, not even a client, just a friend of mine um, who does some performing uh, like we've just described, basically. But it is his main source of income. It's, it's definitely not a hobby. He reached out to me and he said, um, Tim, my, uh, I've got some interesting um, advice from my agent. Mm. He actually has an agent that books his gigs and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And what they're telling me is they have to withhold super from my payments now because of a change to legislation. Right. I'm like, huh, that doesn't sound right. Mm. So, I had a look into it. And um, they were kind of right, kind of wrong. <laughs> yeah, withholding super, I can't imagine that's the main concern. No, <laughs> withholding tax. Definitely so, not. Yeah. Exactly. And so, that's what the agent was saying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so what the ATO has done is they've actually made people who are booking um, artists, performing artists, um, to withhold 20% of their payment mm. and pay them super as well. Because it's more, their relationship apparently is mm. more in the form of an employee. Yeah. yeah. So, is this, is this just booking agents or the actual pub itself? So, it can be um, the venue or yeah. whoever has booked yeah. uh, the artist mm. or it can be the agent. It depends if there's an agent in the relationship or not. Right. Okay. So, I'll, I'll read through the rules. Mm. First of all, you have to define what is a performing artist. Mm-hmm. And this is... Um, in this specific page I'm looking at here, it's contracted to perform a promotional activity. Okay. Um, so, it's an Australian resident that's engaged under a contract to perform in a, in a promotional activity that is conducted for an audience, mm-hmm. intended to be communicated to an audience by print, electronic, or social media, mm-hmm. for a film or tape, for a television or radio broadcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't think it needs to be all of those things. Yeah. But that's a rough idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's only for payments made to individuals, including sole traders. Right. So, if you're a company. Or even a partnership. Or a partnership. Because think about it. A band is a partnership. It's a partnership. <laughs> so, even for a That's partnership, silly. these don't I suppose, apply. These I rules they don't can't apply. withhold tax from a partnership. Exactly. Yeah. So, for a solo artist, um, whoever is booking you, should really be potentially withholding payment mm. from what they're giving you. Right. Uh, so, so... So, what's the rules? How, how much withholding? Is it like at, at the general rates that you would an employee or...? No. It's actually... Um, unless there is a specific exception, payers need to withhold 20% from all payments made to performing artists and send the withheld amounts to the ATO with any other withholding amounts. Whatever. So it's that just maybe so with other withholding amounts, like if you don't have their tax file number. Yeah. Like so that. it's just a flat twenty percent from the first dollar. Twenty percent. So that assumes that you're probably someone with another job or earning at least twenty thousand dollars, roughly, True. and paying tax. True. Because twenty um, percent isn't enough once you get to the higher tax brackets. Exactly. But mm. it's more than enough if you not earning not earning anything 20. else. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, uh, it's different for different for individuals under eighteen years old. Uh, different for people with a downward or upward variation mm. to their withholding. Um, but yeah, and for artists, if there's an artist in the relationship, uh, mm. sorry, for agents, agents, if there's an agent that's booked the artist, mm. then the agent can do it. And the person that's booked through the agent doesn't mm. have to worry. They just pay the agent, pay almost the like agent. labor hire. Yeah. And the agent then will take care of. Yeah. Um, I-, I can definitely see how the performer could kind of be seen as an employee of the agent. Mm. And but conversely, I can also see how the agent could kind of be an employee of the performer. Yeah. <laughs> Who's working for who there? But I can kind of say if, if you're just say True. someone working performing gigs and you've got an agent that's booking it for you, then it's yeah. kind of like, well they're taking it, they're taking a feed, then they're yeah. paying you. Yeah. And if you follow the money, then that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because um, the agent's just getting paid if there's bookings made. Exactly. So. That's interesting. It is very interesting. So, um, be aware of that if you are going out and doing gigs. Um, mm. Someone may say, oh, we actually need to withhold 20% of this payment. Mm. Um, and we've got to pay you super. Mm. 9.5% super guarantee. Right. Yeah. Um, and on the flip side of that as well, if you're booking people mm. uh, as an agent mm. or as a business which gets performing artists, mm. you may need to... And they're a sole trader. <laughs> yeah. You may need to withhold payment from them. If they're not giving you a, t- um, a tax file number or, ABN, or an ABN, yeah. then you also have to withhold more yeah. in that instance as well. Up to 50% and almost. Yeah. yeah. And, and when you're not withholding, the ATO is within their rights to ask you for the withheld amounts that you should have withheld. Yeah. So, um, you don't want to be caught out if you're doing a lot of this. Definitely not. If you're paying a lot of people. That is... Scary stuff. Yeah. For, so not scary stuff, but but it, well, it is interesting stuff. For I doubt people, there's many people complying with yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. For, for, for people who are out playing their weekend gigs, um, basically, you can expect less in your pocket. Um, but if you're claiming that income, you can expect prepaid tax at the end of the year. So, that's good. Yeah. And there's an interesting um, exception here uh, for people who are performing... Mm. Um, Doing like sporting, using sporting talents or something like that. Completely okay. different, apparently. Right. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yes. So, so, that's fascinating. So, that's how tax is withheld from you as a performing artist, potentially. Yep. yep. Um, if you're a company or a partnership, you just bill them as per normal. Bill them as yeah. per normal. Yeah. So, at the other side of this mm-hmm. is, all right, well, that's tax paid in advance, but what about actually how much you will eventually owe to the ATO for that income? Yeah. So, that, that's the other side of this. And there are special provisions um, for what they call a, a special professional. <laughs> okay. Um, and, and that includes performing artists. Mm-hmm. Everyone just included in that category, as Tim said. But also includes authors. So, people yep, who have written yep. books or a score or mm-hmm. music. Um, cool. So, anyone who has a copyright, essentially, okay, yeah. on that material and gets paid for it. Um, production associates as well. Yep. So, this includes people that help artists or people that direct artists. So, a director or a choreographer or um, a film editor or a lighting designer or all these people who not are really the, the ones in the front that you think of, but whose income comes the exact same way. Yeah. Job to job. Yeah. Uh, true, true. And also sports people. Yeah. So, your athletes, mm-hmm. um, you know, someone playing in the A-League, someone playing in the AFL. Yep. Um, Usain Bolt. I've always actually, I've never had like taken the time to look into it, but mm. I've always wanted to know a bit more about yeah. how they are taxed. Yeah, so it's quite 
complicated, actually, okay. <laughs> and, it's, and it's quite interesting. Um, and, and the reason why these people are taxed different is that often their income can be uh, can be taxed. Uh, sorry, their income can can be quite lumpy. Yeah. So they could get a huge sponsorship deal one year yeah. and earn you know uh, two hundred thousand mm-hmm. um, dollars, but generally they're only earning fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, exactly. Um, so obviously, in that one year, even though the, the you know you're performing over a number of years, mm. um, if you're getting 200000 in one year, mm. um, that's an issue because you're being taxed heaps higher yeah. for work really that you're doing over the next couple of years. Yeah, exactly. Or if you release an album, if you're a musician one year, obviously there's going to be huge sales the first year, but not the second and yeah. the third. It's going to die down. Yeah, exactly. So what the ATO have allowed is you to essentially average your income. Yeah, and that's fair. Yeah. That also happens with farmers. Yeah, so it gets leveled out. So... Mm. Uh, so, you don't pay all the tax in one year and then no tax in the others. Exactly. And it also works out that, you know, essentially you get to take the tax-free threshold into consideration every year. Cool. And so, you're not paying at the top rates, you're paying at a lower rate. Cool. Um, so, that doesn't sound too complicated. <laughs> <laughs> but if you look at the actual calculations... But if you look at the actual calculations, it's quite fascinating. So, the average is calculated based on a rolling four-year period. Yeah. So, over the past four years, what has your income been? Yep. Um, and that's the prior four years, not this year. Oh, okay. So, it's the previous four years. Yep. Um, what has been the average? And that's essentially what your income is this year. Cool. Um, but, if it's your first year, you haven't had four years. Yeah. Of, so, how does that work? Right. Um, Just no change. They have, no, it is actually. Really? In that first year, your income is zero. Oh. In the second year, it's one third of the first year's income. Wow. In the third year, it's one quarter of the first and the second year's income so added together. you potentially pay no tax in the first year. Correct. Oh, wow. And then in the fourth year, it's one quarter of the first, second and third years summed. <laughs> and then wow. in the fourth, you have... Um, sorry, in the fifth year, then you have a four-year rolling period. That that's you, awesome. You've, you've got and you just average the last four years. Well, I just realized I was saying that's awesome and for such a lame thing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so that first year, you're not paying any income on the special professional services stuff. If you have another job, then you just pay tax at normal rates. But year two, if you stopped... Being a performing artist, yeah, it's going to catch up to you, right? So essentially, it's not though, it's just going to disappear. No, you're getting extra income added to you next year next without year. performing that service. Yeah, exactly. So it doesn't disappear. Yeah, it just gets averaged. Yeah, um, and you do pay less tax in the long run because you're taking advantage of the tax-free threshold and the mm. lower tax rates for lower income levels. Peaks and troughs. Exactly. Um, cool. But they've added extra provisions to this. So if you have that album sale in year seven, yeah. Um, and you've got $200,000 that year from sales from that album, and normally your average income is usually only 50, yep. then you've made 150 grand more over the top of what you normally would. Hmm. So they'd actually make you pay a little bit of extra tax that year. Yeah, exactly. Not much, um, or it is much, but not as much as it would have been if you just added 200 grand to your exactly, income. Exactly, exactly. So the way that that works is the hard and complicated part. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and try not to lose everybody here. Well, so the beauty of it is, we have computers. Exactly. And calculators. Exactly. Um, so, I guess I'm, I'm really going to unnecessary detail here, but it is fascinating to see how it works. Just give us a concept. Like, tell, tell it to me like I'm a six-year-old. Okay. Uh, essentially, you divide that extra above average income by five. Yep. And then you add it to what your normal income would be plus uh-huh. the average. 
right? So if you earn other income, you add that plus your average 150 grand plus one fifth of the extra 150 grand altogether. Yeah. And then you find out what you would pay tax on that. <laughs> and then you minus out what your normal tax would be just on the other income and the average income. <laughs> and then you times what you've got left by five and then you add it back to your other income. That kind of makes sense in my head. So essentially, that sounds confusing, but essentially you're paying five times the amount of tax on the bottom 20% of your above average income. Yeah. So in the top yeah. 80%, you're paying the tax rate yeah. for the lower 80%, uh, 20%. Yeah. So the way that works is, yeah, so essentially you divide it by five. So if it's like 20 grand, you're adding 20 grand to your income and you're paying tax at a lower rate because the income level is lower. Uh, and then you times that by five. So you get the lower tax rate for the full above average amount yeah. compared to the lower tax rate. Yeah. Um, and then obviously that bumps up your average for the next four years as well. So you do pay a bit more in the next few years. Yeah, that's true. So mm. it'll, it'll flow through into the, into the later years. But Correct. if you're below the average in those years, then 20% of that will bring your tax down a bit. Yes, correct. Correct. So, yeah. So mm. what, what you do is essentially you're paying tax on the bottom 20% times five of the above the average amount that you earned over the past four years. So if you're below average though, it doesn't matter. Mm. It doesn't get like reduced or anything. Mm. It's just added. Just at your average income is just added on like normal. Okay. Yeah. So if you stop to your question, if you stop being a performer or a professional or whatever, mm. um, say in year seven, right? You've mm -hmm. stopped. You have zero income. Well, you're still paying on the average of the last four years, yep. not this year. So that zero income this year doesn't bring your average down. Mm. It You're just paying the last ones. But the following year, in your second year of no professional service, mm -hmm. it does bring that average down. Mm. And then every year from that, for the next four years, it goes down and down further until you get to the fifth mm -hmm. and nothing. Cool. So it's kind of like a tail at the end. Yeah. A trail. Trail. A trail of income. Trail of income that flows through. On paper. But essentially, you get to average purposes. your income. That's the, big, that's the big deal. It's actually a huge advantage. Yeah. And it makes sense. And it because... Could, if, if you're earning well below the highest tax bracket, it's saving you a lot of tax every yeah. year. Yeah. A lot of tax. Definitely. So, it is a good thing for people with lumpy income because you're not having to fork out all this cash in the first year and extra tax that's unfair for work you're doing for the next four years. So, if you're a performing artist, sports person, mm -hmm. a creative type, yep, then you should really look into this. Yeah. If you're not putting this in your tax return, yeah, then you really should be. Mm. Uh, and this leads me to my next point. Yeah, using it a specialist accountant. Yeah. In this, now, what you've just told me, Dan, that is complex. Mm -hmm. And what I was talking about, we don't really deal with very often, so we didn't know it. No. But you don't know what you don't know. No. And you did about half an hour of research, probably not even that. Not even that. On the available ATO information to you. And we have other resources as well, yeah. which is way more specific. And using our years of experience <laughs> in the tax world and our degrees and yeah. you know all of our other education, yeah. uh, we're able to quite easily come to a conclusion about how to do this. So, we're not tooting our own horn here or anything like that. No. This applies to all accountants, but no. um, specialists or... or um, accountants that market based on the fact that mm. they do performing artists tax returns. Yeah. It's kind of false. It's just marketing. Yeah. And so, it's cool if you have a good accountant in that space mm. and that's how you found them. Great. Mm. But just know that 
all accountants have the ability to research this. It's all public record. Mm. And um, it's not necessarily going to be better if you have a specialist yeah. accountant. And, and sometimes there might be more across news in your industry and yeah. things like that. If and there's that changes, good. That, that, that is good. Um, yep. But they know the more time, benchmarks. Yeah, and exactly. You should be doing this. or. But, but at the same time, every accountant can get to that information um, without too much hassle. That's just about having a good relationship with your accountant and, and yeah. communicating with them your goals and your problems. And Exactly, exactly. But um, on the flip side, if you're then paying a premium for that account, like Which five you often do for specialists. Two, three, four times what you'd normally would, mm. that could be where you may be losing out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So there's a lot of accounts out there who specialize and specializing is fine. There are some things that are worth specializing in, but Definitely. by industry isn't always you know not sometimes it is but like a specialist for an artist or a musician um are generally going to charge a premium because they are a specialist yeah um and in situations like this you could just pay less for your everyday accountant who's going to provide you with good service yeah exactly right it doesn't mean you can only look at specialists and it that actually ties back to the person that i know Mm. and by no means is he making heaps of money Mm. from his performing Mm artist work yeah but um uh, but i was just sort of like i'm only getting to know him recently and he was yeah. like oh yeah no i see a he knows i'm an accountant He's like, i see a specialist accountant um been seeing it for years mm. he only deals with people in the music industry that's his bread and butter I was mm. like oh, okay I, I always have a chuckle when, when people tell me that yeah uh, and i told him why mm. and funnily enough like he called me this week about that change <laughs> Not his accountant. Not his accountant. Who is the specialist? His accountant is a specialist and didn't immediately tell everyone. Yeah. Why wouldn't he send out a, a hey guys and a newsletter? You're all individuals yeah. that perform. Yeah. I'm Be a aware specialist of this. in this range. Um, so the other one we see a lot is specialists in um, health industries like um, doctors, medicine, um, physios. Absolutely. We see a lot of specialists um, mm. in those industries mm. and there really isn't much there to specialize in. No, I don't think so. Uh, I think... Um, we have health service providers on our books and yeah. they're perfectly fine. They get all the latest... We know all up to date about all their information. We know Absolutely. the rules and regulations. It's just part of being an account. Anything, if you think about it, their businesses are more simple yeah. than, the, than the average. Exactly. <laughs> um, there's some different GST rules there. Yeah. Um, and then it's more about like for them, they need more unique planning for their future. Tax planning for them, it's more like tax planning. And and this and, is where the specialists could be planning could be different. Let's say that yes. um, music music industry specialists yes. also um, happen to be a lawyer or worked with a lawyer and yep. and knows more about contracts. Exactly, and, you know, dealing with bodies in the industry and things oh, like that. Yep. Then sure. Definitely. That I'll, makes sense. I will give them that. Or as, as Tim mentioned to me, if, if it's also part of a management service. Yeah. If they're an a, if they're their agent yeah. and they also provide their accounting yeah. services. Well, Perfect. bloody hell, that's, that is specializing. That's specializing. So, yeah. we're, we're talking specifically about just accounting services. Yeah. Accountants who say, yeah, we'll do your tax work. We, we do all the tax work of mm. this specific industry. Mm. So, here's another example of how, you know, specialization mm. is easily replicated by any other accountant. Mm. I'm on the ATO right now and I'm looking at work-related expenses for performing artists. Yep. <laughs> Let's read it out. They have a list. Let's go for it. They have a publicly available list. Go for it. Agents fees. You can claim a deduction for, for commissions paid to theatrical agents. Yep. Audition expenses. 
You cannot claim a deduction for the cost of preparing for or attending auditions as they are incurred in getting work rather than doing work. And that is consistent with any other business. Yeah, exactly right. If you're going for an interview, can't, cl- can't, can't claim a deduction for that. No. Or if you're doing things before you've started earning an income. Not a deduction. Exactly. Uh, capital allowances, so obviously for depreciating assets like your equipment, recording equipment, mm. uh, professional library, computers, whatever whatever yeah. you're using. The same list for every other profession. Exactly. You can claim mm. depreciation if you're using it in your business. Uh, coaching classes, for example, for acting, singing, and dancing, you can claim a deduction for the cost of classes yep, to maintain existing specific yeah. skills. Otherwise known as training and education. Yeah, self-education. <laughs> Here's an interesting one, Dan. Yeah. Fitness expenses. You can claim a deduction for fitness expenses. So that That's would, a very specific one. That would make sense if you were like a dancer. If you are required to maintain a very high level of fitness yeah. and physical activity is an essential element of your work. For example, this is the case for a trapeze artist. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. There we go. So, it's not for general fitness or body shape. No, no. It's it's purely... Uh, I think um, police o- certain police officers oh, can do yeah. the same thing. Yeah, special yeah. force police officers. Yeah. Uh, gifts cannot claim gifts. Same as everyone Glasses else. and contact lenses can claim a deduction for the cost of tinted contact lenses to alter eye color or special spectacle frames if it is required for a role. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Grooming. You can claim a deduction for the cost of a particular hairstyle if it is required for a role. Yeah, if you need dreadlocks because of something and you wouldn't normally have dreadlocks, that's it. then that, yeah, go for it. Or hairdressing specifically to maintain a required hair length or style as part of costume for, continu- for continuity purposes. Yeah. Um, stage makeup, cleansing and cleansing materials and, and um, removing stage makeup. Mm. Uh, can't claim deduction of the cost of hairdressing, makeup or facials that are private expenses not relating to your role or costume. Yeah, so if, if you're just going to an events night and you want to get your hair done, that doesn't count. But if you're on a roll and you need your hair done in a specific style, then that counts. Insurance, interests, claim, um, meals, you can't during a normal working day. There's specific rules for meals and maybe for overtime and claim it. So this is what I mean. So photographs, yes. So Tim's literally been going this for, for three minutes and uh, we... Are across it. <laughs> research expenses. This is interesting. You can claim a deduction for the cost of researching a role or character that you have been employed to play. Yeah. So only after you've been employed, though, not before yeah, so the audition. That you have been employed to so play. So if you've been employed to play it, and then you go spend a week hanging out with firefighters, yeah, um, and you had to pay them for something yeah. or whatever, um, that would be a deduction. Social functions can't claim. No. Like awards nights. Yeah, that's interesting. I would have thought well, that's entertainment. The case. Yeah. Uh, tapes, discs, cassettes, and digital media. You can claim. Nice. I mean, this, it, the list goes on. So, um, oh, here's a good one. The- theatre and film tickets. You can claim a deduction for the cost of theatre and film tickets if the show has a content directly related to your current work. So, that's essentially research, I'd imagine. Yeah. If, if you're going to be in, in uh, Avengers Endgame, you might want to go buy a ticket to Inven- Avengers Infinity Wars to, mm. to see what's... what's True, I guess that's probably deductible. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there are lists available online. If you're a performing artist and you want to do some research, it's all out there. Yeah. Um, and, and like, so, some of the things we went through then probably are more in-depth and have more unique rulings. And that would take more than two minutes, but it might yeah. take... So, it might take 10. I literally opened that page yeah. whilst this podcast was so that's being recorded. fascinating um, and also very interesting for all you performers and professionals out there to get to know that. Um, Let's just quick recap on the artist stuff. Uh, essentially, 
agents and places booking artists may have to start withholding 20% uh, for tax purposes yep. on ongoing. So beware of that. You might end up with less cash in your pocket, um, mm-hmm. but you're going to end up with tax, tax credits. credits. Uh, also, uh, you can average your income over four year, over a rolling four year period to yep. even out lumpy income. Yep. Uh, and there are a lot of deductions you can claim. Um, some of them quite specific. Yep. Some of them consistent amongst normal tax rules. Yeah. Uh, and the last bit, if you're going to see a specialist, make sure they're not just providing with accounting work. Yeah. If they're providing you with wealth, legal, yep. uh, agent management services, then that's fine. Go see a specialist. But yep. otherwise, don't be conned and pay more for work that yeah. any accountant can do. That's it. Exactly. Be on the watch for that. Cool. All right, Tim. That's uh, the end of our main topic today. Cool. Do you have another thing? Yes, I do. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Cool. Um... Just wanted to say shout out to Johnny's bus in Byron Bay. <laughs> so we went to Blues Fest recently. Yep. And this guy, uh, very entrepreneurial, mm. rented a Hertz bus, 22 seater. Yep. And drove people in and out of the festival all weekend. Mm. Now, technically, did he have insurance for that? Probably not. Technically, will he put that in his tax return? Mm. Also, probably not. Yep. But damn, that was a good service. And damn, that was smart. <laughs> he probably made... He probably made... A couple thousand bucks. And it was a five-day festival. Yeah. Probably made a couple grand a day. Yeah. Genius. He at least cleared five grand, I reckon, from one weekend. Genius. Of work. Genius. He probably does it every festival. Yeah. In Byron. Yeah. It, exactly. It, he'd be doing that one. He'd be doing Splendid. He'd be doing Falls. There's heaps of festivals up there. Yeah. And he packed out the bus every time. He just drove around to all the bus stops. So, hey, you want to go in? Five bucks. Someone who's been... And he was selling beers too. Someone who's illegal. been to a festival in Byron and who has stood around or seen the lines at least for those big buses. Mm. Um, yeah, you'd jump on any van that pulled up. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. As and bad as that sounds. And we could text him and arrange a specific time to be out there. So, we'd we just chill and then go out. And uh, sometimes it's a, a little bit late because of traffic. But... Yeah. Uh, Jumped on and then he'd give us a beer, drink a beer while we're driving into the festival. How good. So good. How good. So good. Good on him. Entrepreneurial. I reckon. Good spirit. And the first, <laughs> this was a bit dodgy. Yeah. So, you could turn left and it'll take you right to the front gate or you could turn right and that's the drop-off zone and it's at like a 15-minute walk from there. It wasn't too bad. You just walk through all the camping take area. Take to the gate. He took us right to the front <laughs> gate on the first day and he was like, oh, sorry, I've got a lady with a broken foot at the back. <laughs> I don't think there was a lady with a broken <laughs> foot on the bus, but it actually worked. He said it was such confidence and conviction that the security people were like, oh, okay, go on then, go on. <laughs> it was crazy. That's classic. Good on him. He's done that before. He's definitely done that before. So, if you're ever in a tight spot, say, oh, lady with a broken foot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <it's> disabled. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> Brutal. But it uh, works. Good right on him. the front gate. Good on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I've got a couple of other things. Mm-hmm. Um, my very first other thing is something that I was meant to mention in the business update, but I thought I might just quickly mention now as well. Oh, yeah. Um, the small business ombudsman came out recently. Ah, yes. With I their report this. on the ATO. Scathing. And just, uh, you know, the headline here reads, ATO's debt recovery action against small business is crippling, says the ombudsman, mm-hmm. and to immediately stop. 
we've spoken about this before. Go back oh. and listen to previous episodes about that. But um, that's pretty heavy. Pretty, pretty, actually, pretty heavy. Read that article mm. and it said something like the ATO's guidelines mm. um, say that in a very small number of cases, mm. they would be in like negotiation over debt mm. and they would actually send um, garnishing notices. So, said only in a very small number will we do this. We'll send a garnishing notice because mm. they're kind of negotiating and then mm. they go behind their back and like, we don't care. We're just going to grab a bunch of money from your account or tell your customers who owe you money to pay us instead of paying you. Yeah. Um, and then it turned out it was 12% of people that had cases. So, that were actually going to like the ombudsman That's about something. A small about a, Yeah, about yeah. a matter that they disagreed on. 12%, they would garnishy them. Um, and that's what the ombudsman said. They're like, well, even if the person ended up two years later winning the case, the garnishee had crippled their business and shut them down anyway. So, they lost. It's disgusting. doesn't matter if they were right. Yeah. They lost. So, I think the ombudsman said that anything that's referred to the ombudsman should immediately stop any further action. I totally agree with which, that. Yeah, 100%. Makes sense. If you've got a dispute, you don't continue action. Imagine if you're a court with someone and you're like, obviously, you both think you're in the right and mm. you're arguing over something. And you can just be like, oh, well. I'll, just I'll take, take 30% money. of your bank account, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't I don't know if you're right or I'm right, but I, I'm just going to take 30% of your bank. It's, it sounds... It's disgusting. Yeah. That is disgusting. Woeful. Woeful. Mm. Um, so, while we're talking about that, I've completely forgotten what my other thing was. Oh, but was it a show? Book? No, not a show, but I am reading a lot of good books. I've been watching The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, is that uh, any good? I really like it. Yeah, I've wanted to watch it, but I just, I just haven't. Yet. Interesting. Hmm. Um. Oh yes. No, I do remember what my other thing is there now. Yeah, I knew yep. that would jog your memory. I remember what my other thing was. Not a show or a book. Um. Uh, the listeners out there might not know this, but you know this, Tim. That um, uh, I'm an avid spoon collector. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, li- listeners out there, if you don't know what that is. It's an old, oldy, older kind of thing, but places, a lot of places still do it. But yeah, you, you go to tourist spots. To eat food. No, you go to tourist spots, <laughs> and there's like a, um, a commemorative spoon yeah. or a decorative spoon. It's like just a little spoon in a, like a teaspoon in a case with a little picture on the top yeah. of it from yeah. the location that you're at. It'll have like the most notable thing from that area. Yeah, like exactly. You go to Sydney, and there'll be a picture of the Harbour Bridge, and it yeah. says Sydney or the Opera House. Yeah, or the Opera House or mm. something, something like that. And so, my older brother and and I, Chris. Um, we enjoy spoons. We've talked about starting a podcast, spooning with Chris and Dan. Um, big spoon, uh, sorry, uh, little spoons, big stories. Oh my god! Uh, and g- going over a spoon a week and talking about the story behind it. Is this you telling me that you've started this podcast? No, I and might. That, yeah, and you're advertising it. <laughs> I might. Listeners? Anyway, we haven't started the podcast yet. But um, what we've discovered just this morning, he was talking to me on the phone, and he looked it up, and you can just get these spoons made. So, oh. you could just order one with your own picture on the top. And oh, that does weird shit like this so all the time. He, <laughs> He's always looking up this weird stuff, like making shirts and stuff. So, he was saying for Christmas, he's going to send everyone in the family a spoon with his picture on the top, like oh. a Chris commemorative spoon. Oh, my um, God. Which which I how's was, he going to pick the photo? Which I, I don't know. Which I thought was a brilliant idea. That is. Um, but it, it made me thinking that, Tim... Maybe we should have two drunk accountants oh, spoons. Yes. So the more spoons you order, the cheaper it is. So like one spoon was thirty five bucks. Um, you know, twenty spoons it was seventeen bucks a spoon, and yeah. it goes all the way down to like a hundred spoons is ten dollars a spoon. Yeah, 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 so yeah. if we got enough people wanting a spoon, like 
screw having a t-shirt that says two drunk accountants. They could have oh. spoons in a drawer somewhere that they never look at for the next 20 years. Too. Better yet, if someone sponsored us, we will spend all of that sponsorship money <laughs> on, spoons. on spoons. On spoons. You know, actually, we, we do have a Patreon and we've never mentioned it because we've never actually used it. Um, but Is we it should publicly get, available? I think so. so. But we should get that properly mm. up and running. Should. Advertiser, if, if you're keen for a spoon, <laughs> donate to our Patreon page. <laughs> And we will get these spoons made and sent out to everyone oh, as long as you donate more than like 10 bucks I or 15 bucks. I love that bucks. question. Are you keen for a spoon? <laughs> you want a spoon? I could just see us at like ZeroCon. Yeah. Handing yeah. out spoons. Want a spoon? <laughs> well, you get like in the Zero uh, at the accounting business, but they're, they're all handing out weird stuff. Like yeah. there's, uh, most of them pretty useful, like screen cleaners and, yeah. and magnets and pens. A lot of pens, but yeah. a spoon. Spoons <sighs> are good for everything. Eating. Yeah. Milo. My tea. My goal mm. would be to distribute enough two drunk account of spoons mm. that it ended up in one of those hipster cafes <laughs> where they serve the spoons. We go down to Glass Onion and there's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. there's a two drunk account. Because they spoon. use those spoons. Yeah. Do, do you know why they use those spoons? So the uh, antique store just up the road from there oh, has yeah. like hundreds of them. Yeah. I, I actually found, because I'm an avid spoon collector, yeah. um, I actually found a resort that I used to go to in Fiji, like. <laughs> I know, years ago. With the Warwick? No, the Navidi, next to the Warwick. Um, used to go there when I was younger. Um, I found a spoon from the Navidi in Longjetty in an antique store. And it looks like it was from like the 80s. It wasn't a new That's one. Awesome. It was an old spoon. That's awesome. Um, the rule with the spoons, by the way, is you can't have a spoon from a place you've never been. No. So, you can't get a location that you actually, actually haven't gone to yourself. So, my brother's got a spoon from Parks. With the, with the dish on it. Ah, uh, because he's been to Parks. And I'm jealous of that because I, I like the dish. I like the movie, the dish. I like <sighs> the dish itself. Of course. Um, of course. I'm into space and astronomy and all that, as you know, Tim. So, yeah, the, dish is, the dish is a good thing. Um, he has one, but he couldn't get me one when he was on that trip because <laughs> I've never been to Parks. You don't deserve I haven't spoon. visited the dish. I don't deserve that. I'm not, I haven't earned that spoon. Well, actually, Jade, everywhere we go, generally overseas, but... Mm. Even in Australia, she started doing it. Mm. She gets spoons. Yeah. So, she got one from Tassie. Mm. And we've got spoons from all bloody different countries. Yeah, I've got a good collection at home. Yeah. I'm doubtful over the need to get spoons, but... It's a good it's a good memory. Damn, they can be expensive sometimes as well. They're usually like 10 bucks. We've got like an Ireland spoon, Switzerland spoon. Yeah, spoons are good. Germany We spoon. went everywhere over Queenstown trying to find spoons when yeah. I went with my brother last year. Yeah, we got a pack of five that came with like... Um, <laughs> Lake Wanaka, uh, nice. <laughs> Queenstown, and a few other locations. Yeah, we got a package. Oh. Only the locations we went to. Nice, nice, mm. nice. Would you throw out the spoons that you hadn't been to? Um, the, well, there wasn't any in the pack. That, uh. So, I do actually have some sp- spoons from places I've never been in because yeah. my mum bought them for me when I was younger. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. she went to London uh, cool. and she bought me some London spoons. Well, you just I, have to go there. Yeah, I've just kind of kept them at the bottom of the pile. Like mm. they're, not, they're not official until I go there. I actually sorted out a bunch of crap over the weekend. I found, a, <laughs> I found some. Speaking ta- of crap, <laughs> <laughs> I found like Tarzos and bloody. I've got my, I've got a Tarzo collection. I must have eaten a lot of packs of chips <laughs> when I was young. Because you don't realize how many. Damn, I have so many Tarzos. I hope you kept the shinies. They can be worth uh, something. I didn't throw them out. No, I threw out a bunch of other stuff, but not, not Tarzos. Tarzos. Nah, not nah. the foilies. Not, not to, especially not the um, Dragon Ball Z Tarzos. Oh, I've got Dragon Ball Z ones. Yeah, good. Yeah, hundred percent. They were yeah. the best. You know, if if you actually have the full page of like the shiny, like the Super Saiyan ones, um, they can go for like. 100 bucks, 200 uh, bucks. 
a lot of money for Tarsos. Anyway, that's uh, enough on, <laughs> on uh, pointless collectibles. Yeah. Uh, tune in to my podcast, Spooning with Chris and Dan, <laughs> when it gets released. <laughs> oh. And uh, no, if, if you want to get in touch with us, um, especially if you're from Texas or China, um, send us an email to drunkpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, tweet at us uh, at Too Drunk Podcast. Find us on Facebook, Too Drunk Accountants. Um, or make sure also that you uh, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to us, especially Apple, because I know that's roughly about 60% of you listen on Apple products uh, now. Get a lot of stats from this new thing. Please rate us. Please rate us. Rate and review helps people find us. And even better, tell a friend as well. Oh, that would be brilliant. That'd be brilliant. All right, thanks everybody. Thanks for listening this week, and we'll catch you next week with another episode of the Two Drunk Accountants Cash Flow Three Point Potentially, we might do something else. Before. Oh, might have a guest. Might even have a guest. Actually, we've got Ooh. a few guests lined up. Got a few guests lined up. Some exciting weeks. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening, and we'll uh, calculate it. <laughs>